Let's get down, let's get down to business Give you one more night, one more night to get this We've had a million, million nights just like this So let's get down, let's get down to business Mama, please don't worry about me I'm about to let my heart speak My friends keep telling me to leave this So let's get down, let's get down to business Let's get down, let's get down to business Give you one more night, one more night to get this We've had a million, million nights just like this So let's get down, let's get down to business Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a long overdue rump chat. Uh, so long overdue that my friend is going into business without me. No, um, no. He doesn't care about a relationship anymore and wants to see other people. That is bullshit. <laughs> that is bullshit, and you know it. We're not breaking up. This is not the celebrity uh, world where... We're not Brad and Angelina here, okay? We are rope and bone, and we stick together like sweaty butt cheeks at a summer rodeo <laughs> in Sykes, to Missouri. But I did, I did get some stuff, so I can catch little, catch little rub chat interviews and try to get some different shit when when Hambone's busy with being a badass and getting the working with the NFR and San Angelo and. And uh, his hot wife, <laughs> doing, doing a lot it, of stuff. Doing it, doing it well. <laughs> so yeah, you know I'm not. No, there's there's no rum chat without Hambo. I've I've said that from the start. You can't have Sunny Share without Sunny and Share. That's you can't right. Have, you can't have well, the Beatles without well, Ringo. Actually, actually, that's a really terrible um, deal because you know Share uh, went on without Sunny, and then Sunny hit a tree on the slopes and died. Well, what uh, God rest his soul. So, uh, and Cher is still going on for her 68th retirement tour. Uh, so that's a terrible. Okay. So not Sonny and Cher, the Beatles. You can't have the Beatles without Ringo. You can't have Brooks and Dunn without Dunn. That's, that's a good one. You that's can't have, one. you can't have a Umbop without all the Hanson brothers. <laughs> <laughs> mm, but I, funny thing is I was actually seeing that yesterday. Is that how? Why? Is that how kinetically connected we are? That must be it. But no, kinetically I, connected. Did I did I just make a word up? You did. That's well. Bob anyway, Tom. so <laughs> that's Bob Tomlin is kinetically right. connected. It's connected. Speaking of Bobby T, you got to go back. How fun Fiesta? Uh, don't worry, you weren't there the whole time. But anyways, um, we uh, <laughs> we uh, Bobby T at Fiesta Open Fiesta. We're bringing it back, man. That that event had been going downhill. It's just hard. Uh, it's a hard sell, you know, just kind of got away from itself. Just kind of, it just kind of, it was what it was, but you know, uh, bringing Bobby T in last year was great. We had him both days this year. It was awesome. So, uh, kind of mark that down last week in October next year, since we're open fiesta. It's uh, fun. It is fun. We did a concert, Josh Ward, Tristan Raz. So yeah, that was a stressful time. Uh, Tristan Raz is supposed to open up for Josh uh, Ward, and if you don't know Tristan, you really need to look up his music. He's pretty good. Just did a duet with uh, speaking of Brooks and Dunn, Ronnie Dunn, um, and uh, he was supposed to. They were supposed to play about five thirty. He was the opening act, and uh, get a call from his agent in Nashville that he's not going to land to like six twenty-five. 
Um, anybody who flies in and out of San Angelo knows that you are 50-50 chance you're going to get here on time at best. And Why so let's just say Hambone was a little amped up. Uh you had you had just I think you just took off just right before all this went down, which is a good thing because it, well, it was intense. I left at four, so yeah, it was just after that. Yeah, yeah, it was just after that where I find out you know he's on delayed flight out of DFW. Oh, and his base is somehow his left side of his body went numb, but That's it wasn't a, a heart attack <laughs> or a stroke. Yeah, he like come to find out this basis always has these problems, and uh, let's just say uh, I. Yeah, it was um, Jessica Way that was uh, from Cinch Jeans and Shirts was standing in the box next to me, and she uh, she got to witness uh, her and and a couple other people witness the meltdown of Hambone, um, and it wasn't fun. But Josh Ward, being the badass that he is, if you don't know, fall was music. It's real country music, Josh Ward. So anyway, uh, but the big news, yes. The National Finals Rodeo is going back to its rightful home in Las Vegas, Nevada. Its rightful home. All of you that think it was better in Texas have no clue. Um, If you think shit's expensive out in Vegas, you obviously didn't stay in a hotel room in the DFW Metroplex. It was stupid high. Stupid. And the only thing you're going to get decent to eat after 9 o'clock is Whataburger. Which is great. Which is great, but you yeah. know what? In Vegas, I can make a reservation for eleven fifty-two p.m. and go eat a five-star restaurant, the Prime Rib Loft. <laughs> a little bit higher than that. Well, you know, but yo, know, it's it's going to be great back in Vegas. Everybody's excited, and the I want you because you were just out of Vegas working on the NFR music. The everybody who's flipping out don't worry too much about the mask deal it's not going to be as bad as everybody thinks i've got a ton of people asking me about the party at the orleans yes this and that it's not going to be that bad mostly it's going to be if you're drinking you don't have to have on a mask yeah you know i was out there and speaking of drinking the go buckle Ah, there it is super light here um come in i I would come in um yeah I, i was out there and they they didn't Nobody, not not one time, and I'd have it below my chin, you know, in the casino I'm talking about. Not one time, and I walked by security guards, pit bosses. Nobody said a word. Nobody's going to enforce it. They're not going to be hard-ass. You saw the PBR finals. They had the same regulations. They did. I just don't think they ever announced it. They just, you know, that wasn't their stance. But Las Vegas Events, who puts on the NFR, is from Las Vegas. They live there. You know, PBR doesn't live there. So they, I, you know, it's a different set of, I wouldn't say rules, but, um, um, ideas and, you know, and they, they've got to be living in that state. So I don't know, still kind of hopeful. Maybe they'll, they'll, they'll lift it here in the next couple of weeks. Maybe, I don't know, but, uh, you know, the LV crew is, is a little hopeful. Their numbers are way, way down. And let me tell you what, that place, I, the, they got us rooms at the South point, um, for the rehearsal. That's where LV got us the rooms at And that place be packed. It yeah. was full on a Monday and Tuesday night, the parking lot. I mean, not as like an NFR, you know, night, but three fourths to 80% easily. That's great. 
That is. It was. Yeah. They said, right. They said Michael gone could shut that place down right now, right now. And he could, uh, he'd, he'd make more money than he did in 2019. Wow. And if you hear some rolling around right now, Gus has emerged from his room. So mama's gone. So dad, daddy daycare night. But, uh, you know, yeah. So everybody's going to be out back in Vegas and, I've been pushing it. We've been talking about it. Rub Chat Live at the Rio at 1 o'clock uh, every day at the trade show. Me and Hambo, we always have good guests. Yeah. We've had the great Joe country. Beaver and Jacob Bedler. And we last year, of course, we had the mayor of Fort Worth, which thank God Hambo did his homework because I didn't know anything about her. Turns out <laughs> she loves slamming tequila and carrying yeah, guns. She's a cool chick. Slam tequila at uh, it's 1 o'clock. And, uh, <laughs> In the afternoon with the mayor of Fort Worth, the former mayor, she yeah. has passed the reins on to uh, a great gal. But hi, buddy. Gus, say hi to everybody. Hi, Say I love you, Big Bear. Hey, oh my God! Break your you say, damn heart. You say Big Bear. Oh, you say I. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> That's so. If you don't oh. think that's cute, oh, did he shit him? Oh man, he shit him. He has shat himself. Speaking wow, of shit yourself, son. Speaking of shit yourself, Woo! don't forget the uh, great drink deals at the uh, Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> Buckets of beer. Buckets of beer. Party till you shit yourself. That's a that's our theme <laughs> this year. Did. So yeah, Gus is with Carla, our Bolivian uh, nanny. Bolivian. I think my wife's trying to. Yeah, she's trying to torture me. Carla's. Yeah. Uh, very sweet, and she's beautiful. <laughs> I think Terrible. it's a, I don't know if it's a test. Oh, Carla's from Miami. Oh, welcome to Miami, Schmiergen. So, uh, anyway, back to the <laughs> back to the Rio. Um, we have a great opener. Anthony Lucia live with Lucia is going to open up for us. Every open, so, yeah, opener, yeah, to kind of be like, uh, you know. Striper to Def Leppard. There you go. That's yeah. a good one. That's yeah. a good one. Or maybe, uh, you know, uh, Winger to Motley Crue. Yeah. Uh, I think is a good one. Yeah. Maybe. So, so anyway, uh, what time did we say it was? One, one o'clock? One o'clock in the Rio. One p.m. at the Rio in the country Christmas. So come on down. We're going to get, we got a ton of giveaways. By the way, uh, one of your boxes showed up. Oh, good. So from from our great sponsor Pendleton Whiskey Letterbuck, thank you, uh, ladies um, at Pendleton. We'll have Pendleton there. Um, we'll be uh, giving away some, I think, some Gold Buckle beer swag. I think is coming. I got a ton um, of stuff from Pete Car Rodeo. Pete Car Pro Rodeo. He jumped on the uh, bandwagon again. We love Pistol Pete. Um, yeah. So yeah, we, so, besides besides giveaways. Uh, you know, in the past, like, you know, out in front of the BFO was awesome. But, you know, we really didn't have a stage. Last year, you know, we were kind of in a wood, uh, like, box thing in front of the uh, in front of the Cowtown Coliseum. But this year, we're going to actually be on a lighted stage, uh, like an awesome stage. And we're going to be streaming live uh, to Facebook every day. Yep. So on, on the book face. Watch it. Yeah, you can watch it, too. It's, it, we got... Uh, the great Piranha crew is going to be helping us out with our streaming. So it's going to be pretty awesome. 
daily uh, daily shows, and then we're also record those, so you can get those off the the iTunes and podcast deal, whatever. But I'm looking forward to the NFR. Everybody back in town. Um, I'm ready to hear Viva Las Vegas. You know, let's see what happened in last night's NFR. You know? I am too. So, I am too. It just it is. Uh... Ah, man, it's just something. I mean, that building, we've already talked about it. Everybody knows, but I guess, <laughs> but, um, it, it's going to be fun. And you've got your watch party at the Orleans. Yeah. Um, it's going to kind of be out in the main area, which I love. I think it's great. You're going to be, uh, out in the hubbub and the busy and everybody who's walking by can see it and come in and rock out with the rumpster. It's going to be fun. We're, we're laying, we're laying our ears back this year. I mean, Come out and party. Uh, I got a message today. I got a special lady that's going to come by and party with us. JJ Hampton, my favorite breakaway roper in the whole world. She messaged oh, nice. me today. And uh, so, and that's a cool thing. Like, we always get several of our guys to come by the party afterwards. You know, in the past, Tanner Bruder stopped by. Uh, a lot of our stock contractors stopped by. Reno Rosser, Kirsten Vold, uh, Timmy, Tim, my brother in law, Timmy Bredwell, he even made a stop by the old after party at the Orleans. So we are before and after. <laughs> Sorry. Just like his dad. He's got the mic. He's going for the mic. Don't you miss little don't you miss little minion talk? Yes, yes. Don't pull the cords. God, you stink kid. He's looking have to do mind. something with this. Quit. <laughs> No, no, boy. So anyway, so yeah, we got some great guests lined up for the last two years. We've had Joe B on the 10th round. Always Best. good to get to run down the, the, the races or what's going on with the, with the man who, who literally built Vegas. Love that guy. <laughs> literally built Vegas with a lost car and a <laughs> bag of white powder. <laughs> and, a hammer. Uh, and a hammer. So anyway, but, um, yeah, we're excited about that. Uh, don't forget, you can go to boardgaming.com and get some uh, ticket packages and hotel room stuff. We got to hit one thing, too. Our Rum Chat Raw, uh, we're going to hit that up, and we've got one coming up in Vegas that is going to be like JB. Boy. Yeah, I'll make JB and Sage episode look like child's play. Um, we will reveal it next month. It's going to be awesome. So, Rump Chat Raw, y'all. It's just uh, it's a little bit more, a little bit edgier, um, a little bit wilder. So um, let's get into oh, your mother's calling, I guess. Um, kind of one you this little episode you did with a guy that I just love to death. He's been a friend a long time. I, I really got to know him when I was back in the day running around with uh, BJ Schumacher. Of course, I knew of Fred before. Obviously, he had been around, you know, longer than than BJ because Fred's old balls. But um, really traveled with him, stayed in hotel rooms with Fred. Um, and you know, one of the coolest things I got to say, I witnessed. I was in Dallas working for Tommy Joe Lucia at the Texas Stampede, and Tallman and Boyd are announcing, and. Fred has to win this event to go to the finals. I can't remember what year it was. I, I really can't. Oh, four, oh, five, something like that. Oh, three, maybe. I don't know. Somewhere in early 2000s. And um, he uh, <laughs> he has to win, and he makes this bull ride. 
hell of a bull ride, and he throws his hat and goes down to his knees and then just points to the sky. And I remember I was sitting by Boyd, and Boyd and I, you know, we're because we're rooting for Freddie, you know. I shouldn't say who doesn't like Fred because a lot of people don't like Fred, but um, <laughs> we're like, yes, you know, if we were, and then um, the next guy out, JB, uh, JB, J, uh, uh, DJ, Jesus, DJ Domain. Remember old DJ? Oh, yeah. DJ's awesome. Love that guy. Well, he comes out and makes one hell of a bull ride also. And I remember boy and I just in that, like, I'm looking at him, he's looking at me, and then we're like glued to the stat screen. And Fred was like 91, 91 and a half, something like that. And then DJ was like, thanks, Gus. Uh, DJ was like 90. And Fred wins the stampede. And we're go back to the hotel. And then uh, I think it was, yeah, it was the same year. And then Fred get a call from uh, Clayton Fulteen. And Fulteen was out at um, the Adirock Stampede. Remember that old place up there? What? Yeah, Glens Falls, Falls, New York. New York. And if he had won, he was because he was ahead of Fred. And if he had won a little money, he probably would have stayed in the fifteenth spot. And he called Fred and said, "Nope, I got bucked off." And I remember Fred getting, you know, a little teared up. And uh, it was just such a cool experience to watch that your buddy has to win it, wins the Texas Stampede, which was a mini NFR. Yeah, it paid and, like thirty grand to win, didn't it? Yeah, or something like that. It was a lot of money, and um, it was so cool. Um, a lot of stuff with old Freddie, and then we drove uh, through the night to go to John Harrison's place, and it was scary as shit driving in the backwoods. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, so you got a chance to sit down with him. Yeah, I was, you know, busy, and so it's good stuff from you and Fred. So yeah, and um, I, 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 I just love Fred Betcher. I've got to know Fred a lot, like you said. Fred is a cool guy and, and he's one of those he's one of those people that just makes you feel good to be around. And uh Fred rode home with me back from uh Austin back to Oklahoma to catch a ride with Will O'Connell to go to the Great Lakes Circuit Finals. So I got to spend a whole weekend with Fred and I tell you what, he's so cool. Uh the only thing I could really fault him on, he touched my radio a few times. Ooh. So I'd be Not jamming good. out and he would he would turn the station every now and then, but besides that, yeah, I mean, nobody he... accused Fred of being brilliant, and <laughs> that, and uh, <laughs> I can say that because Fred, Fred, you remember how you said, you know, how we'd always get pissed where your buddies back. Like, By God, Ben ain't good. I did at Belleville. I walk up and go, dang Ambon, I'm worried about you. I was like, Jesus, f you, Fred. And oh no, I'm serious. I just make sure you're okay. Fred says that, and he really does talk like that. People, you'll find out. As he drinks 19 Mountain Dews, Fred, Fred will drink some <laughs> dip stuff and chew Mountain Dew. Oh, Freddie, uh, there's a great video. We need to find it um, on, um, I think it's on you. I don't know, the PRCA had it. Somebody had it. Anyways, with Fred at the NFR and Tallman. <laughs> Fred's making his bull ride. Jeez. And Tallman, cheese, cheese, cheese. We may have talked about it, but it's just. Uh, <laughs> God is so awesome. And then one, yeah, one year he won like two rounds. I mean, I love it. No Freddie B. Uh good and stuff. I well, I didn't I didn't know that he made the PBR finals once. Yeah. Yep, he so, did. It's a cool interview and it was fun as shit. He and he says the F word a few times. I didn't get caught, but <laughs> that's red. Oopsie. <laughs> Oopsie. Oopsie. So um 
Anyway, well, yeah, well, um, looking forward to listening to it. I actually have not listened to it yet, so um, let's just let's uh, let's get into it. So, all right, here is Big Bear and Fred Betcher from Wisconsin, seven-time National Finals Rodeo Bull Rider, one-time PBR Finals Bull Rider, flank man, truck driver, just all-around good buddy. Love Bob. Rub chat. Sing it, friend. Uh, you don't want me singing. Probably one of the best songs from Aerosmith ever, ever. How can you not listen to this song and think of the great movie Dazed and Confused, which was actually filmed outside of Austin, Texas? Yeah, not far from where we are right now. Okay. Remember that part? And then uh, Ben Affleck's uh, in the car, they're or in that truck, and they got those boards, and they're ready to beat the shit out of the freshmen. It'd be cooler if you did, man. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey, probably one of his most awesome roles. This song just makes me want to cruise around in the 68 Camaro smoking pot. All day. You know? She's a real fat liar. Well, welcome everybody to Rump Chat. We're back. We are back today. Well, we're kind of back. I'm I'm flying solo this week. Uh, my good friend, my best friend in the world, uh, my partner, the sound man of the year, Hambone Hilton, is working the Lubbock College or Lubbock Pro Rodeo. Last week was the College Rodeo. This week, the Pro Rodeo, a great two weeks of rodeo uh, brought to you by Texas Tech and Cook's Garage. So Hambone is uh, working a rodeo right now. So just because one thing that we receive all the time is why don't you guys put out more podcasts? By God. And I'm thankful for that because thank you to you, uh, our fans at, at home and the people watching and, um, you know, listening. Thank you guys for um, listening and wanting more. So what I've done is I'm going to start doing uh, when, when we can't be together, I'm going to do a couple exclusives on my own when I've got cool people to, to sit down and talk with. Uh, so today, my co-host uh, on the Rump Chat from the great state of Wisconsin, uh, a man that we all know, been to the NFR uh, three times, four times? Is it three or four? Three? 34 times he's been to the National Finals Rodeo from Wisconsin, uh, who is now the head of the Extreme Bulls with PRCA, the great Fred Betcher. That was pretty did, nice. Did you, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, you can do your stats. I mean, if you're going to brag about myself, I've been there seven times. So Seven? Well, then why didn't you say something when I said three? Because you don't talk about it. That's one thing about bull riding. You let your riding do your talking for you. Okay. But then you get old and fat, and then you just got to be like Justin and be funny. funny. Well, I'm trying to work on the fatness, actually. Like, uh, I'm in week number three. Um, that was really kind of a shit thing for me to say. Because no. You are, I've been spending the whole day with you for 
in this motel together. That sounds a little bit bad too, but <laughs> dude, you have you have an eight. You're eating, watching what you're eating. Oh you're man, good. Yeah, you're staying sharp. Well, so I'm gonna um, talk a little bit about that with Rump Chat. So what happened? And I'm com- I'm completely honest. And like we said on the podcast, this is no bullshit. But um, I'm 41, and uh, which is cool. I feel I don't feel 41. I don't feel like it's really affected anything I've done. Uh, but man, like I, I've gained, I gained 15 pounds this summer. And the thing about it is, and you know it from rodeo and full time, both as a contestant. And now when you rodeo full time or do anything on the road, it's almost impossible to eat healthy, even if you try or, but like, I try to tell people, they're like, well, what's the coolest part of your job? Well, for me, one of the coolest parts is like every week when you show up to a rodeo, the people that are putting on that rodeo, it's like a new party, right? And so you get there and you're like, man, I, I don't want to party. I just got done partying on Saturday night and this rodeo starts Tuesday. And you get there Monday and everyone's like, let's get some beer. And, and like uh, every. Well, it yeah. is because they put their whole year into putting on their event. And, uh, you know, we're going to about, we're what, three weeks from Vegas right now? Yeah, 28 and, I mean, days. You, and the best thing is you meet with your committees, you meet with your sponsors. And let's have a drink, you know, and it's at 9 o'clock in the morning. Oh, yeah. And then you go to the next meeting, let's have a drink. Well, of course you're going to have to have a drink. And then by about 1 o'clock in the afternoon, you're fucked up. I mean, you probably shouldn't say that. But, I mean, it gets to where I <laughs> – thank you. Uh, <laughs> but new. but it's uh, – we get to work with some of the greatest people in this country. Oh, yeah. Men and women, they bust their butt to put on events so we can do our deals. And they all like to drink beer and party. Have you ever been to a rodeo? Where they don't drink beer and party. No. Uh, no. Maybe Pleasant Grove, Utah. Well, I was just going to say Utah, but they just do it. A uh, uh, friend of ours, uh, they call them Buck Mormons. They just kind of do it behind closed doors. Yeah. But, you know, so uh, so I gained some weight. And, and like, I'm I'm very comfortable who I am. Like, I'm a big dude. At- well, you're much like myself. I got an eight-year-old son going to be nine. And being having kids when you're our age, Yeah, it it's hard to keep up. Well, and, you know, I wouldn't be around for a while. Like, I, the, the one thing I feel good about. Um, I went for my full checkup and like, I don't have high blood pressure. I don't have high cholesterol. Like even my doctor, where he came in and he's like, man, you're, you're okay. I'm like, Oh shit. Really? <laughs> like You, you want to check on that? But like at the same time, while I don't mind being big. I, I don't want to, I see myself sometimes on TV and I'm like, man, that belly looks terrible. And, and, uh, you know, like I've said here on the past, like, it's crazy how people that you don't know, like you don't know cause you're skinny, but. Like, people I don't even know at a rodeo will walk up to me and, like, committee people and be like, how are you doing, skinny? And you're like, oh, yeah, hi. Or, like, you go to the hospitality and, like, you get a plate well, of food. Well, you were telling me earlier today we were had lunch with a friend of ours and uh, how you used to be skinny. Yeah. But that's part of who you are, Justin. I mean, yeah. you're, just, you're not a – you're very athletic. Well, and, you know, I know, I know for a fact I'm never going to be the skinny guy, but I'm trying to – uh, I've been on a 2000 calorie a day diet, which, uh, it, I got the, my fitness tracker. It's not terrible. Uh, it has been hard not to want to party at rodeos. Um, that that's the drinking part gets me and not that I, I'm an alcoholic or anything, but you know, if you, a normal rodeo, you'll drink 12, maybe 15 a day, just socially. And you think 1500 calories a day. Well, we're in the social business, you know, but we had a good time last night. We just sat around the lobby. And, oh yeah. I mean, but that's just the best part of the friendships you got. You know, you don't get to catch up with the same people every week because we work with a different group every week. Oh, yeah. Well, so anyhow, uh, to get off my health kick, 
Um, we are. Uh, we don't have any gold buckle seltzer today, but you know, for all you people out there that are young and uh, want to have some, be sure to kick back some gold buckle beer, super lights. Oh, amazing beer! And the gold buckle seltzers. I have. This is how strong my willpower is. Uh, Jessica Whaler from Gold Buckle Beer and Cinch brought me a 12-pack of Cran Apple. You had the Cran Apple the buck out last year, didn't you? Oh, yeah. The Cran Apple uh, seltzers, and I didn't drink them. They're in my refrigerator. My willpower's been great. But uh, anyhow, everybody, we're just so glad you're back. And uh, to recap, kind of, it's been uh, – Hambone and I put one out during uh, the Texas State Fair. We had uh, an outstanding event at the – Coliseum with the uh, the first the Coliseum where the first NFR was uh, nineteen fifty nine uh, I believe we had it right outside of the uh, the Cotton Bowl so Friday night we had the bull riding and uh, Saturday we had the BFO which was amazing full crowds uh, last week I had the Texas Tech College Rodeo which I can't say enough about Texas Tech College Rodeo. Like, you've never been there, Fred, but I'm going to tell you what. No, but it's one I've never been to, but I want to. You know, it's just oh. what that guy's done out there and what that college program's done is set the bar to well, all the other. Well, and it's not even really – it's so crazy because, like, it's not a college rodeo, but it is. It's a Cook's Garage outside of Lubbock. So the arena, everything is portable. It's sitting in front of a $1.5 million stage. Like, last the week before the college rodeo, they had Cole Wetzel, which I don't know. Cole Wetzel uh, – but Cole Wetzel was in concert, and they had 10,000 people, right? Jared Hofstadter, who is the head rodeo coach there, so he get with Cooks. They give away gooseneck trailers for their all-around at a college rodeo. It's amazing. I mean, it's, yeah, what they're doing. And then they're putting on a big rodeo this week, too. Yeah, so they had 8,500 people there Saturday night at Lubbock for the college rodeo. 8,500. Now, if you watch on the Cowboy Channel, you're like, oh, there ain't no way. It doesn't seat 8,500. Seats about 2,200, but they have that, there's a tent, like the size, like this huge tent that, um, that everybody like, there's a, they had a Pendleton room in the tent and then inside the bar. And it's not like your little backyard bar. This bar is hundreds of yards long. Like the, the whole backside is called Cook's Garage. If you're sitting at home on your phone or taking a dump or whatever you're doing, listen to Rump Chat, look up Cook's Garage Lubbock, Texas, because... It's it's pretty badass. So there's just people everywhere. It was like almost like Woodstock at, at a college rodeo, and and I've talked. I don't know if you've listened to my reviews of college rodeo, but you know in the past I've kind of talked some shit about college rodeo and college rodeo athletes. Um, even like talk shit in a good way, you know. Well, like, it's just, I'm it's, for I'm rodeo. Thinking of the different venues that we go to, and like Ellensburg, Washington, you think there's twenty thousand people there at old seventy five hundred, I think. But there's another 3,000 in their beer stand. Yeah. And it just the party just keeps on going. And, I mean, that's just uh, what the tour's done. And with all – it's it's become a party spot, but it's also been uh, just such, such a dramatic change to how Bull Ryan's approach and how to get to the NFR. Yeah. But, you know, like the college kids, I've made fun of them. And there still is your stereotypical – If for all you guys that don't remember, this was two years ago when I did my review – of college rodeo, they're still there. The stereotypes, the bareback rider who shows up in a minivan with the super long hair that's just higher than a kite. You got the uh, the breakaway roper that's weighs about two seventy that is that ropes better than everybody. You have uh, the bull rider that looks like you know perfect shape and 
uh, has the look who can't stay on for two seconds. You got the team roper that has the that shows up with the flatbed pickup with uh, an open top trailer and his horse in the back. Then you have the calf roper that pulls in in a little Peterbilt with a two hundred thousand dollar bloomer that's never placed at a rodeo. You know you have. All the stereotypes. It's been a long time since I've been to college rodeo. Well, you need so to go to I don't to one. know what's changed. You know, it has it. College rodeo doesn't change. It's almost like Hotel California. You can check out any time you like, but you can never leave. It stays the same. The coaches, you know, most of those kind of stay the same. But, you know, I've worked at college finals for several years. College rodeo is the same. It's the same now as it was when me and you were there. Well, that's good. I mean, I've been at the college finals the last few years, too, and it's kind of cool. And I, I guess I want to talk about the good stuff, not the funny stuff, but to see some of the coaches, you know, I just Robert Etbauer's doing an awesome job out there. And, you know, that's where our future Cowboys are coming from, but it's cool to see that things are staying the same. Maybe, I don't know. Well, there, well if anything, it's got better. I mean, look at the entries lately. Well, and these College kids, rodeo entries are going up 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 like especially you know in the breakaway which everybody has breakaway now but like i you know when i was in college i think we had i graduated in 04 and we had uh like 76 maybe 80 in our region i think now they're at 149 that's a lot but um i always said that i had i got drafted 186 so i kind of my college career didn't last very long so right well, but, I mean, like, there was a lot of guys that were – there was a lot of guys that weren't douches, okay? There was a lot of non-douchey guys at Texas Tech Rodeo. Um, and there's – the coaches there, uh, there's a bunch of them that are just badass. Brett Franks. Well, and that, uh, I just – thinking about when I went to Clarendon. college, I went to the University of Kansas, Fort Scott. Okay, so <laughs> well, let's, let's when, back when up I was to there, that. T.C. Holloway was there, the late T.C. Matt yeah. Birch was there. Matt Bob Birch was. went to Fort Scott. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, so so for, it's funny. I, that's something that I did not know about you, Fred, because uh, I've Fort Scott was the the school that I made fun of the most when I was in college because they were Fort Scott was and a lot of them are friends. Everybody's ass at every stop we went to. Yeah, but you know what? They also didn't do make it in the PRCA. You know, most of them did it. Like, think of all the good people that have come through Fort Scott. Well, that's Scott. pretty hateful right there. No, I, I don't Collins, mean it. Jeff Collins, world champion bareback rider, was my landlord. Okay, Jeff Collins. Um, Corey Check. Two. And me. So, three. <laughs> so, in 40 years oh, of rodeo um, at Fort Scott. Help me out here. Uh, Bulldogger um, from, he went to school there. Oh, shit. Chad Beesmeyer. Chaz Beesmeyer from Louisiana. Okay. But he went to school at Fort Scott. Well, I... I same same uh, tenure as I was. So at. before anybody gets mad, I'm not really talking that. Like, I have got a lot of friends at Fort Scott. And every time I talk about Fort Scott, they send me, you know, stuff. But uh, the, the why I made fun of Fort Scott was, like, there was... Fort Scott didn't ever go anywhere. And I don't know if it was like that when you were there. But at Fort Scott Community College, you didn't go anywhere by yourself. It was always like 45 kids. If there was one guy up in the bareback riding, every Fort Scott kid would be on the back of the chutes going, Go! Go! Don't stop! Go! Did you guys do that? Hell no. Was John Luthie your coach? Yep, John Luthie. My I do like John Luthie. I, you can't help but like that guy. And uh, I look back on it now and he said, uh, you know, I you know run into him every year at the college finals. And he's like, yep, I knew you weren't going to be very good at school. And I said, well, that doesn't make you a very good coach. You know, but now it's changed where these kids are actually passing their classes. So wait, back back that shit up. Back that shit up. <laughs> these kids are actually passing their classes. So 
when what was your tenure at Fort Scott? Like what when did you go to Fort Scott and when I did went you quit? From September of ninety four to October of ninety four, basically. <laughs> so you went for two months. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. That was all your college career. Well, what happened? Well, I was uh, rodeoing. Actually, you know what? Let's back this up. <laughs> I've done a shitty job. This is where Hambone usually saves me, but um, I, I, we're going to back this up. So Fred Betcher. Oh, hold on. Fred Betcher. There it is. Um, NFR bull rider the last uh, seven times to the NFR, which is great. I mean, you think about how many people can't make it once. I couldn't make it once. I want to make it once. You made it seven times. So being from Wisconsin, kind of talk about the start of your bull riding career into your two months at Fort Scott into the PRCA. Ooh, that's a, that's a, I don't know if we have enough time for this. Oh, we got, it's rump chat. We can say whatever the hell we want. So even though I grew up in Wisconsin, my dad was an amateur bulldogger and put on amateur rodeos. And I was always very little. And some of the cowboys would get some calves or steers gathered up and I they would put them on. I'd get to ride them after the rodeo, and nobody thought they knew what I was doing. I was like four years old. Well, then they just started putting me on them as part of the show. Was, and you see it sometimes now, youth bull riding and stuff at a pro rodeo. Even. Yeah. And, and uh, I couldn't hit a baseball. I wasn't very good at any other sport. But uh, I had an opportunity because of my dad being at amateur rodeos that I just started riding bulls. And then I started going to open rodeos, IPRA rodeos when I was 12. Is it an IPRA? Like I worked some uh, great IPRA rodeos, and well, and that was a there's big, there's a, a lot of IPRA good rodeos in the Wisconsin Michigan area. It was big up there, and I mean honestly, I didn't even really know what the PRCA was until I went to college. Yeah, I mean you know you knew what the NFR was. I really didn't you know that's how you know that's one thing about being in Wisconsin. You don't have a very good education on rodeo, you know. Um, but you know you might say I learned the hard way, but I always thought it was an advantage. You know, I show up to Texas or someplace for a rodeo, and who are they going to remember? 30 Texans or one dumb cheesehead that keeps getting his ass slammed? <laughs> you know, so I just always thought it was an advantage. Um, and the, You thought it was an advantage being from Wisconsin? Yeah, just, I thought it made me stand out or whatever, you know, just I let the ride and do the talking for me. But uh, I had a lot to learn, and when I went to Fort Scott and I got around them kids, and it was weird because sometimes there'd be, we'd practice twice a week, and we have 20, 30 bulls to get on, and I'd be the only guy at practice. Everybody was there, but I was the only one getting on. So I'd practice twice a week and then go to the rodeos, but not the class. So that kind of – Is that why you had to – is that why you dropped out? I didn't drop out. I went pro. I got drafted. 189th. <laughs> okay. We'll keep going. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a terrible story because I thought, you know, rookie year, you know, I'm in the top 15. Hell, this is easy. Well, then – then old Fred didn't do very good, and Fred okay, kind of so, had to go back. and. So just let's back up a little bit. So you go to Fort Scott, and you don't go to class. You get to ride a bunch of bulls. and then, a lot of beer. Then you got your permit. Lots of girls. So you were living like the Colby Yates of the day lifestyle. The, the great days before Facebook where everybody could just <laughs> screw you over and – Post terrible shit. Exactly, the greatest time. So I mean, that was old school bull riding. Uh, when so when you got your your, uh... I mean, it's so old school. To, I mean, I remember having to race to a farmhouse along the highway, and ask them to use their phone so you could enter a rodeo. Wow, that that it that's that's. I gave a lady five bucks to use her phone one time. I don't even know somewhere in Kansas. I think I was, and I'm not going to make it to the next town to a payphone. So what what was your rookie year? Uh, 95. 95, so, man, I was a freshman in high school. That's cool. 
It's not. It, I mean, it's I not. It, we're really, really not that far. It's a hard off adjustment age. getting older, and it just it's. Uh, well, we're going to talk more about that. So keep that keep that canned up. Right. But um, so when you when you bought your you got your permit, uh, for everybody out there, we got you know we have a large large rodeo following, of course. But you know the cool thing about Rump Chat, and you're a listener. We got oil field people, uh, show uh, cattle show people, truck drivers, a little bit of everybody. But so when you uh, uh, get your permit. So you buy your permit in the PRCA, and uh, what that is saying, you can get into certain rodeos. Like obviously, you can't go to San Antonio or uh, some of the bigger ones, but you get your permit, and you have to win. Is it still a thousand? No, at that time it was twenty five hundred to fill a permit to become a card holder. And uh, back then, I mean, even at the Great Lakes Circuit rodeos where I was from, uh, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Michigan, Illinois, you know, it, you know, all the the towns or the states, but. You could never get into a rodeo. When you got into one, you damn sure didn't turn out. Yeah. It's kind of funny. The first non-circuit rodeo, which I was in Kansas, and it was uh, Benito, Oklahoma. It used to be a Rumford rodeo yeah. at that time. Got on Uncle Tommy's bull jukebox. Jukebox, yeah, white bull with brown spots. Yeah, I found out after the fact that they called him junk box. Yeah, he wasn't very he good. my ass all over the place, but... <laughs> But uh, man, so uh, did you did you go did you rodeo by yourself or like? Because I I barely I I kind of remember Fred from way back when, a little bit, but not a lot, you know. Yeah, I mean, I just there there was obviously nobody around Wisconsin trying to do what I want to do at the time. Yeah, and then just when you start rodeoing, you start meeting people or whatever. And ironically, the best thing that ever happened to me, I ran into a guy from Tulsa, Oklahoma, one night at a bull riding. Named Chris Littlejohn. Oh, Chris Littlejohn. He, Chris yeah. Littlejohn never ever moved his lips when it hot. No, he had no teeth. So it's uh, but that guy. I, I think looking back on it, he took me under his wing because I could drive, pay for gas, whatever. Had the same desire to go, and you know that guy really taught me how to rodeo. Yeah. I mean, we never drove by a rodeo. We might be. I mean, we went from Del Rio, Texas, to Bismarck, North Dakota, from a night to a night. Wow. Who the fuck does that? No, there's that F word again. But. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you said one thing. Don't say the F word. Sorry about that. That's right. But we had some. We did things a lot different. And one thing Chris did, he never really went to the major rodeos. And I asked him about that. He, goes, well, he made the NFR once, right? I think three times. Three times. And uh, But regardless, he was, he was a top bull rider. But he's like, he played the odds. He played the numbers. And he essentially kind of took the back door to the NFR. And it's still done today. You can do it that way, but... Uh, can you? You can, but you have your riding percentage has to be really, really good. And we got different rules now, especially with bull riding with ground Was it, was it limited was, back then? Yeah, 125. So you go to, you could count the first year I made the NFR, rodeos. I nodded my head at 124 rodeos. I turned out one time to take this chick to a concert. What concert was it? Um... George Strait. Okay, okay. We'll allow that. <laughs> that was, yeah, in Soldier Field, Chicago, Illinois. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll count that as a win, but... I, it was a win. You know, I can't... Oh, man, like, it doesn't seem that long ago. The 90s, to me, don't seem terrible long ago. But when you look, ba- look back, you think, man, in 1995, a dollar gas, no cell phones. Uh, you could get a Holiday Inn for $45. 125 rodeos to go to. You could just hook it up and go. You know, we were talking about it earlier today. I mean, it was just it, it was really the greatest time, you know, and now the sport, it's become a sport, you know, but I just see the talent out there today and the opportunities. Yeah. 
it's uh it's it's awesome to just see it's moving forward when was your last year fred that you that you decided man i'm gonna i'm gonna go like because i i gotta give i, I gotta give props date and time june 18th 2010 reno nevada i got a re-ride i said hell yeah go get him and he drilled me so goddamn hard that i could hardly get up and I, I knew it in the 4th of July, you know, follows that run. And I was like, I'm just going to go back till we got to go to, I think we're going to start at Greeley that year. And I just didn't go. I just, I was done. I, I, and it, it, you know, some people said, well, was it hard, whatever? No, because I, I felt like I had done what I could do. And, you know, you miss it every day, but I'll never do it again. Yeah. And I think that that's one thing where rodeo. You know, like that goddamn Myron Duhart the other day in California. Oh, what the hell was Myron doing? Myron, 52? Fuck, he might as well have been a hunt. There it is again. He might as well be 100 in bull riding years. <laughs> <laughs> I've laid on the V button. This is bad. Uh, Myron, though, he still looks. Uh, Myron DeWar, he, he's, he's... He can still do it. He's always been that wiry, and everybody's like, you know, are you going to do that? Myron did. And I said, well, he's an idiot. I mean, but, you know, part of you thinks, man, I would love to go do that, but... I think, though, with bull riding and probably with all sports... uh it is so hard, and I, I think about this now because my kids are eight years old now, just turned eight, and they're they're in sports now. And when I look at some of these sports parents, uh, they're all the same, really. You know, I mean, it drives me nuts. People, so our kids are in basketball, which is great, but so there's there's kids that are on the basketball team that are also playing fall football as second graders, and they're wrestling. Okay. And some of them are playing fall baseball. So some of these kids are like four or five sports. And and I've noticed this with junior bull riding and stuff now, like where a parent can actually, you haul your kids nonstop. And like, so from the time they're six years old to the time they graduate high school or college, all they know is playing sports. And then when sports is over, I feel like sometimes it's just a huge a huge letdown because you're like, I have spent my whole life. Um, I have not done anything. I'm going to give an example. Um, well, I got some examples on this. My too. cousin who, uh, who passed away um, a few years ago, he was an outstanding baseball player. And all he ever did was play baseball. And he was good. He was a great baseball player. And uh, my, my aunt and uncle, they took him everywhere. He played summer baseball, winter baseball, he played AAU baseball. He played baseball. He went to college and played baseball. He went to a farm team and played baseball. Then it never, from that on, it never, you know, he didn't go on to the majors. Well, that was even the same So then when he got done, he was like, now what? What do I do? My whole life has been baseball, and now it's over. And with rodeo people, it might be even harder because, you know, in baseball, you can make a lot of money. and uh, Or football or NBA, you get down. But in bull riding, when you're done... All you have left is pretty much the memories. Well, and, if, and, and I'm in that situation. Is that dumb to say? No, it's exactly true, and I'm fortunate enough to still be involved with rodeo in a whole different way I never thought I would be. Yeah, talk about your involvement now. You know, I went from, I mean, I've done almost everything in rodeo except getting a barrel. Pussy. <laughs> or announce, Boyd. <laughs> <laughs> the other Wisconsin. Uh, right? Uh, but, you know, just, it sounds kind of corny, but when you're passionate about something, you don't, you don't ever have to work a day in your life. Right. You know, so it's just uh, to be involved with this sport still and do what I do, it's, uh, I mean, I just feel very grateful. Yeah. You know, and that's, you go back to the youth sports, whatever, and you see with these parents, and like I just signed my boy up for Pee Wee Wrestling. 
I guess, eighth or third grade wrestling. I don't think that's right. Pee Wee anymore. But I noticed him looking around the room at the other kids, and I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, I'm sizing up the competition. He's eight. I'm like, okay, you want to be a badass? You're going to have to back it up, you know. So I think parents try to do too much. I've seen dads, you know, pulling their kids down on a bull, bear your ass down on this. I said this to one dad one time. I said, hell, I remember you crying because you were too fucking scared. Hit that button again. To, to nod your own head. Um, and that's what irritates me today is I think parents try to live their past lives or fantasies through them. You know, there's a young kid that rode last night at the bull riding, um, Lucchese Morris. Oh. You know, yeah. and his dad, Jimmy, was a tough bull rider. I mean, he was kind of a bigger guy, you know, really tried hard. You know, just, you know, he, well, it's he had a, it a was lot a of different. It's, it's a different it's time. To, and I'm it's trying to be serious time. about this, but I see what he's doing with Lucchese sending him to the rodeos he's going to, the events he's going to, building him up, learning from his mistakes. He's not telling him what to do and how to ride, but he's telling him where to go. Right. And that's that's called passing it on, in my opinion. And I wish I, you know, a lot of parents don't have that background or how do, you, how do I get my kid into rodeo or yeah. anything. So it, it's a tricky deal. Well, and, you know, we, uh, like you said last night, when you referred to last night, we're here. Uh, Round Rock, Texas, uh, for the Bulls in the Ballpark, which is a cool event. It's a PRC Extreme Bulls, and Fred is the director for uh, PRC Extreme Bulls, as I said. But it, it, last night was a uh, a very young bunch of kids, and the the turnover is crazy. When I think about bull riders, and think about how much have things changed I've, since I've been clowning, you know, and in eleven years of clowning, you know, it, it's crazy how uh, you'll see bull riders come and then. They never really retire, but you just never see him again. Well, that's crazy. And and like last night, well, Riggin Shippy. Yeah. And he's Co- a young kid. He was at the college rodeo. Luke Casey Morris. Uh, the- Cooper McLean. His dad is a seven-time NFR bull rider, too. And now, I mean, I rode with him my whole career. And now yeah. he's got an 18-year-old, 19-year-old I feel, son there. I feel like in pro rodeo, we are getting a pretty big turnover. Are we going through a turnover phase in the bull riders? I mean, like, no, you got Boudreaux and Sage and... You know, of course, that, Stetson, when, but you know when when Sage has become the old guy in the locker room now, how did that happen? You let's know, see, he was eighteen the first year he went to the finals, or nineteen, so it was twenty fourteen. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, twenty fourteen to twenty twenty one, but but we got a group of guys this year going to the NFR that, I mean, these guys, you know, it's a hell of a race, and you know, and I think you, you know, have and, you have, and I get asked this. Oh, you have that on your phone, the I do, I do. NFR bull riders. Yep, I do. And, uh, you know, I think I, I think one of the cool stories this year, and, and you know, whether – I I don't know. I don't, there's no good way to say this, but J.B. Mooney coming to the PRCA this year, you know, he's maybe getting at the end of his career. But yeah. I remember talking to him 15 years ago, and he's like, he goes, man, I want to go rodeo. I'm like, you won $8 million riding bulls. But. But his dream is to go to the Las Vegas to the NFL. Well, and, you know, we constantly fight that. Uh, in in this business, especially when you talk about bull riding and rodeo, nobody nobody does it in our group. But the outside people, people that don't are not involved with anything, want to always pit PBR versus PBR. And I don't. Know and it's it's it, all the same. Look at look at your two biggest contractors in the PBR: Chad Berger and uh, Dakota Chad Berger Dakota Rodeo, HD Page, they, Dylan they, Page. They do both. They go. They got. You look if, at Bruiser. If he you're went, 18 years old and starting out riding bulls, or if you're 25, if you're not doing both, and I mean, I represent the PRCA, and I'm 
that's that's what I represent. That's what I live and breathe. Yeah. But if you're an athlete and they're riding bulls for money, why aren't you doing both? You know, I made the PBR finals once. A lot of people don't know that. But I was at places going by bull ridings. Like, why am I not entered? Well, I mean, it's the same thing. You know, it's – if you're playing basketball, it's the same yeah. thing. But I always made the joke. I didn't know the seats were red in the Thomas and Mac until I went to the PBR finals. Ooh, <laughs> that's a dig. Bird. <laughs> Probably gonna get hate mail. No, that's right. that beep deal there. But, uh, <laughs> um, but uh, like I said, you know this. You know, like, and here's a great example of a young guy getting into rodeo, Stetson Wright. If he wanted to be a baseball player, he's probably gonna have a hard time in the family he grew up in. You know, being the rights. You know, but to be as good as they are. It just, you know, how can you not be a fan, you know? And this yeah. guy, you know, he won, he's already won three world titles and been to two NFRs. Yeah, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan, but you know what we're going to do right now? Um, we're, we're not going to take a gold buckle beer break. No. Nope. But we kind of are. We're going we're gonna to stop and get a, a little bit of water, wet our whistle. But if you are out there and you want to get a ice-cold, delicious gold buckle seltzer, gold buckle beer, go get you one. We're going to be back talking a little bit more with NFR PBR bull rider, the great Fred Betcher. Right back on Rump Chat. Bright light said it gonna set my soul, gonna set my soul on fire. Got a whole lot of money that's ready to burn, so get those stakes up higher. There's a thousand pretty women waiting out there. They're all living the devil may care. And I am just a devil with no despair. So Viva Las Vegas. Viva Las ACDC, probably the greatest bull riding band of all time. I feel like sometimes when I listen to ACDC that I can ride it. I mean that. And, you know, without handbone here today or whatever, but music and bull riding, I mean, I guess they call it classic rock now, but, man, when they jam that up for the bull riding, oh, my goodness. Even get grandmas in the stand shaking it. This would be my bull ride song right here. Ready for this? Let's go down to shoot number three. The big man of bull riding. Justin Rumford on one from DH Cattle called Bruiser. Bruiser's retired now, so am I. Oh, yeah, he always got He nods his head. Oh, well, we're glad that Justin Sports Medicine's with us today because he just took a nasty fall. Thanks for coming. Back here with Fred Metcher. And uh, Fred, um, before we went to the, our Gold Buckle Beer break or Pendleton Whiskey break, whichever you prefer, the fastest growing Pendleton Whiskey is the fastest growing whiskey selling in America right now, reminding you to drink responsibly. But Pendleton is a, obviously a great sponsor for us. During the NFR, um, you go to all the Extreme Bulls, you oversee the Extreme Bulls, um, you help shoot boss, you work with the contestants, you work with the committees like – the Extreme Bulls, it's, it's, a, it's a lot going on. So you, um, even though, like you said earlier, you're retired, but, however, you still are getting to be a part of, of rodeo and still getting to be a part of the bull riding. So uh, me and Hambone, I don't know if you listened to our NFR picks we did a couple years ago. 
we usually do those at Omaha um, after, uh, you know, that Omaha is like the last rodeo of the year. But so you have a little insights. So when you look, I, I see your phone. You've got out your uh, the PRCA.com website. You want to do every event? No, just the bull riding. I just want to talk bull riding. Like, what, what, what's your thoughts? Especially for all you people out there that are listening, Pro Fantasy Rodeo opens up pretty soon. Uh, I got some pretty good opinions, so, and they're opinions. And- well, but see, you could listen to Fred. You, you could take expert advice because Pro Fantasy Rodeo, it's about to open. You yeah, can buy your team Rump Chat sends League. Me a bill because I've made the wrong picks. I this is I just well, close myself right now. It's it's uh, Pro Fantasy Rodeo is almost exactly like it's bull game, riding. You don't know I if don't you're going to buck off crap or not. On it. You I've won so much. And then in the side pools you get into, I think I got my fees back one time. I'm like, I'm horrible at it. Well, you so. know, Rump Chat League, we're giving away this year. Uh, make sure you get in Rump Chat League because we're giving away. Uh, we've got uh, vouchers for beef, like $250 for steaks. We've got Head Country Barbecue to give away. We have the, our life-size cardboard cutout. I don't of, know why anybody doesn't play these games. It's so much fun to get oh, involved, and you can see where you did that ProfantasyRodeo.com. It's, it's about to open up. Casey... Uh, Jones does a great sent me an email, that. and so don't forget uh, Pro Fantasy Rodeo. Pick Fred's Bull Riders and get the Rump Chat League. Also, we're giving away again this year the title belt. Have you seen our title yeah, belts? I did like see that. the yeah. wrestling title belts, and we're giving away. Did you have to get some kind of tattoo? Yeah, it's on my leg. It's on Flint. Flint beat me in the Celebrity League one year, but uh, um, don't forget. Also, uh, one of, in our prize package for Rump Chat, one of our uh, prizes you can win is a weekend with Tom Newins. So. Hey, that's, that's a, a gift that'll come back to haunt you. Yeah, right there. Tom Newins doesn't know anybody that follows me on Snapchat. I constantly make fun of Tom Newins, but he's a great yeah. guy. He drives a Volvo and he yeah, works for he, Swift. He thinks he's a yeah, he's a so, Swift driver. That's for damn sure. As as normal on Chat, we we digress quickly. But uh, top fifteen going in the NFR, and uh, do you get to you work with the director at all on selecting the bullpens? Um, I, I don't, I, I really don't. And our, the Cody Rostock, Cody Rostock, yeah. and he's doing a fantastic job. I mean, this guy working with his committees, you know, picking bulls for the NFR. Everybody thinks that's what being a director's job is. I think it would suck. It, hit the beep button again. Almost. Yeah. Ready? Beep. <laughs> you got it. It is. And, and it's a great problem to have, you know, a hundred bulls go to the NFR. There's 500 that could go to the NFR. You know, and that's a, well. It seems like no matter what you choose, not well, you. It but. didn't always used to be that way. You know, and when I started going in the late nineties, it there was some shit that shouldn't have been at the. You know, it just there what wasn't, there, wasn't the, there wasn't amount of bulls. Like I don't know why it is that people like being broke, but for some reason people apparently want to spend. it's a great thing. These bull guys, and we all know them. They got their flank around their neck six hours before the road. Oh, yeah, drinking a Gatorade. Just, they show up with a forty foot trailer with one bull in it with their. With their bull it, it, it's team. It's stupid. I mean, I was talking to a good friend of mine from Oklahoma the other day. He just sold a bull for $95,000. $95,000. Holy. I mean, what? I mean, that's how stupid. I, Jim Gay calls it stupid money. So, but it's. Uh, well, it's good if you're selling the bull for 95000 Absolutely. But that's. Like, I, if I had a bull to sell for 95000 so I, I would thought, not think know, it's stupid. You know, these contractors, you know, are, whole, you know, independently owned. Some are partnered up, did different things, but. How many times in the Kentucky Derby do you see one guy in the winter circle that owned that horse? It's true. You know, it's a touchy subject. I don't really want to get into it. No, Open because you're right. I watched uh, I watched some of the ABBI uh, the other day, and, like, each bull would say owner would be like Rumford, Smith, Hilton, uh, Smith again, Johnson. Like, exactly. You know, Burger. It's, it's, everyone burger. It's, 
it's brought in these people. There was one woman in the PBR or whatever that hauled around one bull in a one-horse trailer. Anna Hunt, Anna Hunt, before she married Matt Burt, she hauled around one bull, Falcon yeah. Express. Yeah. That black mealy that went to the uh, it, PBR it's, uh It's a drug, you know, these these contractors and, and women getting into it. They just, oh, they have a, the ABBI Girl League. Uh, yeah, so they're doing a lot for, you know, but one of my favorite people in the whole world, uh, Cindy Rosser, is a, she raises bulls. You know, she go, might be, the, go she might be the OG of, of women bull raisers. <laughs> we just worked an event in uh, Nephi, Utah with her, but she knows that's her passion. Again, she grew up in the business. Her dad, yeah. renowned stock contractor. Well, even look at her bullpen. I mean, they've done a fantastic job. So when you, I, now I, it didn't always used to be that way either, but you know, they, well, I mean, if you, everything's changed. I mean, if you think about basketball, uh, you know, there wasn't a fr- there wasn't a three point line years ago. You know, know Cody I mean? told me the other day the the list for the Bulls came out and, um, you know, there's obviously a lot of people are pissed off at him because they think they got one better. But hell, we got Bulls from New York coming again this year. Sean Graham, yeah, Sean Graham, painted yeah. pony, and uh, Cowtown Rodeo got a bull today. Far, I mean, that's to me, I think that's pretty so, special how far rodeo goes east. So and- answer me this: the director um, in each pro rodeo event. You get $22,000 a year, right? Yeah, I don't think it's that much anymore. So, say 20. It, it equals out to be about 25 cents an hour. Well, so, so like Cody Rostocki, the bull riding director, can he, does he have to rely on other people to tell him? Or, well, does pro, so rodeo, I, does pro rodeo finance? So, say I'm Cody Rostocki and I say, hey, I'm going to go to the Extreme Bulls in uh, Lawton, Oklahoma. I'm going to go to the extreme to watch these. Does he have to go on his own dime or just rely on the bull riders? Because you're a bull rider, and I don't mean to don't mean to be rude, but bull riders sometimes won't take the best bulls because they're hard to ride. So well, does the PRCA pay for that, or does the director himself have Part to? of his salary for being a director, his volunteer position, he gets compensated for some travel. And, and you know, I was a director for seven years, and that was – but now you can sit at home – and watch every winning ride on your iPhone. Oh, that's true. You know, and with the Cowboy Channel now, I mean, Ugh. you can see, I mean, you can see it before. It, you want to think about the Cowboy happens. Channel? That's what I think. <laughs> Let's not open doors like that because it's been good for How many sport. people think the Cowboy Channel uh, agree with me on the Cowboy Channel? Thank you, everybody. <laughs> I'm going to hit that button about rump chat here in a second. Don't hit my buttons. <laughs> But honestly, I, I guess that's true. I never thought of that because back in the days of the Nokia phones or the bag phones, in the '90s, you couldn't send a video. No, you couldn't. You know, and it's uh, you know, you can go. It, we can go on and on about stuff about you know. I always thought it was an advantage if I had seen that bull before. Yeah. Or been on him, and a lot of people always said, "Oh, you know, jump for jump time." Or he goes, "Hell, I don't care what they are or whatever." You know, well, fuck, Ty, you were good. Get the shit. Um, but. Now today, these kids can watch the, that bull compete last night, and then see what he's going to do. And they're pattern buckers. I mean, you know the way these bulls are now, the way they've been trained from calves and everything. So, the advantage is the riding percentages should go up the more you know about the bulls. But yeah, but it's uh, I don't know. But the the talent it's hard now because well the talent's gotten diverse too. There, the I mean, talent, there, there's, there's guys, not as many bull riders like. But there is, but there isn't. And, and I mean, but I, I even where they're... I grew up in Wisconsin, Minnesota, up in that area, they got amateur bull riding tours. And my old buddy, Corey Check, that I rode it with for 10 years, he puts on these amateur bull rides, and he's got 30, 40 guys everywhere he goes. And you can go to a bull ride every day of the week from June 1st to August 1st. 
I mean, county, and they're five, six, seven thousand ad. Well, here's they don't want to. They they've gotten too comfortable. Kids don't make a game plan, and maybe I'm getting a little serious. No, I I you, agree. You, you got to have yeah. a desire, you know, beyond picking up chicks at the rodeo or the bull riding and drinking beer all night. But honestly, on down like, the road. I never was a bull rider or anything, but I think that is a selling point. You know, like absolutely, that's what it is. you know. If if you wanted to. Uh, if you wanted to recruit um, a lot more young bull riders, you do a commercial on the Cowboy Channel, and it shows, like, all these hot chicks, like, in bikinis, and then it shows, like, a uh, two guys rolling in in a van, and they get out with their bull ropes, and then these girls just walk up to them and go, oh, yeah. And every kid at home be like, I need to ride bulls. Missed opportunity, you know what I'm saying? But I mean, I mean, it's 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 a different group where I've been watching the, the one thing I like. Well, and I guess I got a kind of a story about that. I remember we were in Billings, Montana, one time. This is right when the cell phones and everything were popular, the laptops. And uh, hell, we got back to the room, and I took a shower, gonna get ready, go to the bar, you know, pick up chicks. And all these kids got their computers out and start typing and doing stuff on the computer. I'm like, what the hell are you guys doing? Oh, we're picking up chicks. I'm like, what do you mean you're picking up chicks? They get them to come to the room and don't even have to go to the bar. And they bring the beer. It's called Tinder. It's called, well, I guess apparently it, I called it the greatest technology ever. But it was like, where's the sport in that? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I can't I can't tell you because, you know, as a back when I was rodeoing, you know, I don't know, I'm never, I guess, that cool. But, um, but yeah, you know, bull riding, picking up chicks and drinking beer and getting beat up like the old bull riding songs like like if you listen to the old bull riding songs they're well, all we know them all but now you know you go on to instagram or whatever and you see uh you know sage kimsey put a video on there this morning he's out here tonight i mean he's in the gym pumping iron working out you know I, and i just seen a video from jb mooney on instagram and he's drinking a beer and smoking a cigarette which if you listen to and and you have to listen to it the jb mooney sage kimsey together Rump Chat Raw. It's $4. That ain't shit. You can't buy two beers for well $4. Go on there and listen to JB because what works for him, what works for JB doesn't work for Sage. That doesn't make it wrong or right. But, you know, this is what I'm talking about when I talk about old school bull rider here. Hold on. I was going to say that is not. Oh. Johnny Cash. Do you remember this? Oh, yeah. I probably got it on my iPad right here. Well, first you gotta want to get off. Bad, Bad enough, enough to want to get on him in the first place. place. I'm not gonna sing it, but I know it. <laughs> and you better trust in your lady luck. Pray to God that she don't give up on you right now. <laughs> this is the best bull ride song. Live fast, die, die young, <laughs> bull ride. See, they don't ever make songs about cab roping like this. They don't. <laughs> or team roping her. They could probably make some pretty badass barrel racing music. One hand hold is all you got to hit you in the bull against the clock and, of course, the crowd. Against the clock and, of course, the crowd. And once upon a spinning ton, nothing else you ever done can pull this way. Okay, he's getting to the chick part here in a minute. You're just outside the buck and shoot. You lose the spur, you lose your seat, and you lose yourself. I'm going to have Jill play this tonight. By now he's bucking mean and dirty, slinging mud and cowboy boots and, and kicking clowns. <laughs> Tuck this. No fools. No fools. No fun. No fun. Bull ride. 
I don't know if I agree with that when he says no fun, because I've seen... It's Johnny, all fun. Johnny Cash never got to rodeo with Boudreaux Campbell. You gotta feel the way oh, he, I think he's about to the barrier support. You gotta watch his head and brace yourself for anything that'll render you my dead. You know Worst song ever. Hanging loose, hanging just as tight. Well, it's something like a hurricane who's dancing with a kite. I want to make a music video to this. <laughs> and just follow Boudreaux and a couple of those guys. Okay, here it comes. Well, the rodeo's more than rough. It's a fact of life. It's tough to cut and it's beaver hats. What'd he say right there? Beaver hats. Wait, hold on. What? It's tough to cut in these beaver hats? No, it's it's beaver hats. That's what they make cowboy hats out of. My well, brother I knew that. Like, and he, it's tough to cut in these. What the hell does Johnny Cash mean? You're a bull rider. You should know every word of this. How? It's part of the outfit. It's beaver hats. Okay. It's part of his uniform. Okay, here we go. Damn, you're on it. Here and pulling trailers, tightening me on barrel races on a horse buck. Okay, hold on, we gotta rewind that part. We gotta rewind that part. Okay, here we go. Well, the rodeo's more than rough, it's a fact of life, it's tough to cut, and it's beaver hats. It's drinking beer and pulling trailers, tight the lay on barrel racers and a horse buck. Tight the lay on a barrel racer? No rides. No rides, no, no pay. Bull <laughs> <Full> ride. <laughs> oh gosh. I don't even know where to go with this. I was on a flight one time from No, hold on. What is tight the lay? Have you ever tightened the lay on a barrel racer? What does that even mean? <laughs> I know what it means. That's don't don't say it, Fred. I'll go ahead and do it. There you go, Fred. That's what. It's oh, I drinking, knew I was gonna crack up on this. It's drinking beer and pulling trailers, tightening the lay on some barrel racers, and of course a buckle. That's the biggest bull rider mistake you can ever make: is running with barrel racers. I, the I don't even think that happens anymore. I think. That's, oh, it does. It's I mean, a stereotype at this point. Well, it's it happens. I think some of the bareback riders are finding out, trying to play that game, and it's not. It's very very low successful rate, but. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what made me think of this, but I was on a flight from Houston back to the short run at Clovis, and I was tired as shit. And I, I get in the seat, and Charmaine James and Joshua Byrne, remember him? I remember Joshua Byrne, They were yeah. sitting right behind me, and I mean, I get, I mean, I got my old neck pillow, and I'm about ready to go down, and Charmaine hits the back of my seat. I don't know who she is other than 10 gold buckles, the greatest bell racer ever. She goes, hey, bull rider, you're trying to get some sleep? I'm like... I finally got up and said, Charmaine, with all due respect, take them 10 gold buckles, shove them up your (laughs) (laughs) And then all the way to California, she hit the back of my seat and thought that was funny as hell. So that's my, that's the evilness of barrel racing right there. (laughs) At the highest level, if you would. I think, you know, honestly, like I've got more barrel racing friends this year than I ever really have. Like I've got to meet through Rump Chat because we got a lot of great listeners. Emily Miller, uh, Haley Kinzel. Of course, my favorite barrel racer of all time, Sherry Servey. Uh, yeah, you know, there's there's so many you of those. Know, and that's, that I guess I think with. you know it used to be you know Corey Check, BJ Schumacher, myself went to NFR in the bull ride. World champion Wisconsin, World BJ champion Schumacher. Court. You know, Nick Guy, one of the top fifteen bulldoggers. Yeah, and just missed NFR this year from Wisconsin, born and raised. We referred back to Boyd Hamas, amateur rodeo announcer, been to NFR several times. Twenty-one times. Twenty-one times. Yeah, we should know that. Yeah. He says it quite frequently, but. Uh, <laughs> 
But this year we have two girls in the barrel racing, born and raised in Wisconsin. They live in Wyoming and South Dakota. Now. Who's that? Jessica Rutier and Amanda Welsh. You know, honestly. And that's, I think that's a, maybe a backwards trend that, that the girls are getting tougher in Wisconsin than the guys. But uh, Well, I mean, and, and if you think about it too, maybe this is not right or whatever, but it seems like nowadays you don't know the people you rodeo with. Like, it seemed like years ago the barrel racers knew the bull riders and the bull riders knew the team ropers, but now everybody is so in and out. There's so many times, like, it seems like nobody really knows anybody unless you're, unless you're in your event, like all the bull riders know each other. And, but that, and, and, and some and, of the bronc, you know, it, it is because we were in Red Bluff one year and after the rodeo and uh, drinking beer, shooting pool and it was Jesse Bale, Ivan Tegan. I remember the great steer wrestler, Ivan Tegan. And yeah. the toughest son of a bitch you ever meet. And him and Jesse got drinking, and they went back to South Dakota days. And next thing, Jesse Bell bust out a light with – or Ivan had picked Jesse up and hit him across the light over the pool table. And, uh, yeah, all <laughs> hell broke loose. And this is some little gin joint in Red Bluff, California. And little gin. Was it the uh, Palomino Club? <laughs> yeah, right up – not far from John Growney's house. Yeah, the Palomino Club. And we tore that place up on a Sunday afternoon. And, uh, yeah, it got kind of out of hand. But, man – that's the good thing about rodeos is that hanging out and hanging out with the other contestants, other events, cross mingling, if you would. So it's a, yeah. And, and, uh, but you know, Travis Sellers, he hangs out with a bunch of the bareback riders and bronc riders. He's just at the big bronc match the other day in California that, uh, Reno roster puts on. Well, yeah, he just what hangs course out with go. Well, you know, and I hang out with tournament guys, you know, I went and worked the San Angelo open fiesta, which, uh, is just 5,000 people Why don't people they do there? more of that? Well, I, I think I think that that you know the more that uh, we can have these standalone events, it's good. There's there was thousands of people. San Angelo Open Fiesta, and it featured thirty five of your top guys. Three rounds of short, and then they had Shad Mayfield match Tough Cooper, and they had they have roping all week. They had the top ten breakaway ropers, which I was against breakaway roping when it started, but now like there is a lot of badass, cool chicks that I've got to meet. Uh, and kind of be friends with from breakaway roping and like at Pendleton, yeah. they were fun as shit. Like they're, the barrel or the barrel racers, they, you don't see them, but the breakaway ropers, they're at the they're, bar, they're at the beer they are, they're, they're like, yeah. they're like just one of us. So like, actually, at the end of the day, now that everybody's kind of having breakaway roping, I'm like, man, I kind of feel bad that I was ever like, oh god, breakaway roping. Now I'm like, this ain't so bad because we're all starting to be friends. But you know, during the NFR, there's a lot of times like Shane Hanchy will come down and pull a bull rope. Um, kind of help out you there's know, a couple of those guys that do uh that. cody old pulled my rope at the nfr for every year i went really yeah well not the first year john barnes pulled how did it, you but, uh, how did you decide for cody old to pull your rope? well and so coming there's a wisconsin thing maybe but i always try to learn something from other contestants in the road aspect i didn't learn much from life from cody but uh but, <laughs> cody <laughs> but he, liked to party but like cody He'd almost, we'd have pep talks. We'd, every night you had the grand entry for the NFR and all the Cowboys ride in it. So we'd be in the corner talking about the runs or talking about the rodeo or whatever. And he goes, God damn it, Fred, you got to get your head out of your ass. And, <laughs> but he just, when Cody Ole at the NFR would back in the box and he didn't jack with his horse. He didn't do wait for that calf's ears to be pointed forward. He'd back in there, nod his head and go be six. Yeah. And win the round. How many times did you do that? Like 37 times. Yeah. You know, and that's back in the Fred Whitfield days and them guys. And it was, it was a badass calf rope. And I'm, we can get into that conversation yeah. the other day, but it used to be. So I, I watched these guys. What did they do to win? How was their demeanor? I mean, I was at Fort Smith, Arkansas one time. And if you've ever been to Fort Smith, they got these pipes that go above the chutes. And Dan Mortensen said, Fred, head this horse out for me. I'm like, yes, sir. And uh, this horse, 
obviously I did a shitty job of it, but that horse reared up and Dan hit his head across the pipe. And when his, I watched his eyes go from this is a kind of a dumb story, but from the whites in his eyes turned red. And he spurred that horse so hard every jump, set his feet. It was probably an 18 point horse on that day, but he's 85 points, made a 23 ride on him and won. I'm like, how winning in rodeo isn't always riding good. It's, Taking advantage of situations. Well, that's, I mean, that's a little poetic, if you would, but no. But you watch other guys and how they perform and what they do, the guys that hang out with, and you know, there's been a lot of great cowboys that just never crossed that hump because they didn't. Well, have there's the a lot of good guys do that don't make the finals that that don't suck. Yeah, Ruger Piva. Here's a guy right here who's finished 16 three years in a row. I probably killed myself. Oh, I can't and, imagine and he the pulled 16. it off there. He had the best. And next to that, Taylor Santos that went from California to where the hell did he go? Connecticut, Maine, or whatever. He went to, uh, gosh dang, what was it? Yeah, it was yeah, it's Fair Hill, Maryland, Maryland, maybe? Maryland. Yeah, there it is, Maryland. But um, desire and drive can't be taught. You can't teach it. But if you have it, you have a spot in rodeo. And that's, that's the one constant that has always stayed the same. Well, and you're right. Winners win. And so, I, I, I mean – that was just me on the back of the bucket. Look That's at what... Cole Reiner. Cole Reiner, who's stupid talented, but look who he's with. Tilden Hooper and Casey Field. Yeah. I mean, you know, look at Rocker Steiner. Who's he hanging out oh. with? I mean, this kid not only got the ability, but he's be around winners. Be around guys that have the same goals, same desires. And, you know, you've got to learn how to take a break from rodeo. But I can honestly say when I was competing, every day I thought of it somehow. What yeah. could I do? You know, as a kid. For Christmas, I'd, I'd say, I want a new bull rope. Well, I'd get that bull rope probably in June when the junior rodeos were. Christmas time, I'd get a pair of socks. But I, I, want, I knew what I wanted at a young age. I think I, think, uh, I, I do that too. Like I, I'm, I'm a rodeo guy where I'm constantly, not just about clowning, because obviously I love clowning. And, and that's what I like about know. the NFR because, like Joe Beaver, and like I said, we're talking about calf ropers a lot, talking about bull riding, but Joe Beaver can announce – put an analysis on a bull riding like he's rode him his whole life. Oh, yeah. Because he loves the sport. And he can break down a calf rope and run, a team rope and run. And it makes it to where it's like, holy shit, I didn't really – you know, nobody even realizes how much is going on to start, to score. Yeah. I mean, it's just – it's amazing. And that's what I like about the Cowboy Channel now because it's live. It's <laughs> – it's uh, The Cowboy Channel <laughs> where people can get on there, watch the show – and then post on Facebook how bad the I know, suck. and that's some you next. It's bullshit. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not worried about it. But I know, Fred. Uh, man, if you think about it, it goes by fast, and, and everything goes. Like I cannot believe I'm 41, but I look at those. You know, Rick and Shippy, his dad uh, was a his good bull raiser from South Dakota, the Shippy family. He's a young kid. And I'm thinking, man. I'm like, enjoy it. It goes by fast, and you can't tell. Uh, 18 to 19 year old kids, how fast it goes by. But you can't. as it's as a guy who's done what you have, looking back on your career, if you could go back to Fort Scott and tell Fred something, or what would you what would you, you have? Know, it's pretty everybody cool. says I would have done anything I, different. I exactly. Would you have done anything different? Yep, I would have done. The only thing I would have done different, I would have stayed up later, drank more, partied harder, and never said no. That's the only regret I have. Really. I mean, I never won the world or nothing like that. I had a shot in 04. Last two bulls drilled me. But uh, I found a spot in rodeo now doing what I do. Um, one of the coolest rodeo moments I ever had 
it was after the eighth round in 2006, and B.J. Schumacher had secured the world title. We were both pretty beat up, and we're in the sports medicine room under, in the Thomas and Mac there. And uh, he comes walking up, and we both have ice packs all over us because I was old and he wasn't. But <laughs> he hands me a beer. We're sitting there, and I've never really told anybody this story, but he goes, thank you. Because I took him under my wing, went to roadies. I thought it was just something they'd pay for gas and maybe do most of the driving, but talk about your all-time backfires. But that was one of the greatest moments I ever had in rodeo. And it's uh, watching watching the kids of tomorrow, trying to teach what you've learned from, the mistakes you've made. But what pisses me off is when kids piss away talent. Yeah. And, and that's, I mean, and it's, it's easy to say, and they're like, well, who the hell are you, old man, or whatever. But there's a lot of missed opportunities. Um, We've seen it at these fall rodeos. I know a lot of the guys listen to this podcast, so I'm just going to tell it, you know, tell it how it is. And if well, you I don't know if it's 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 not talking shit. That's well, it's the truth. And if you didn't make the NFR this year, you better be at these fall rodeos. What are you doing to change for next year? You know, I go back to Ruger Piva. What did he change? Three years of getting his ass kicked, and he did it this year. What about Jeff Askey? And he was right there. I mean, wasn't he? Yeah, he was right there, you know, and he missed it, you know. And I guess I'd look at it, if you finish in the top 20 in the PRCA World Standings, you're an NFR guy. You just haven't didn't have the luck. You know, you, he'll Jeff is a great example. He'll probably look back, man, I shouldn't have turned this bull out or I could have done this. or Yeah, because turnouts are something that we have a lot of. And there is, you know, and it's if they turn out of a rodeo today for 10000 they're riding for twenty tomorrow. That's And that goes back to what we're talking about committees and stuff and the work these men and women do. It's uh, – there's so many opportunities. Okay, and then we, we I started introducing this, and we get sidetracked like 30 minutes ago. I want you to tell us your th- a little bit, just a, a clip on your top 15 in the finals. Just share just just a bit about each one, and we'll let our people at home, before they pick their pro fantasy team, we'll let them you pick. You want me to so, do all 15 of them? Yeah, just a little something on each I'll one. Give, okay, so I'm going to say some stuff that – Ain't gonna hurt anybody's feelings, but I'm just gonna say. Well, how it's, it is. if you're okay, and here's the thing in rodeo, like, and I need to do better. You got to be tough skinned. If you're a sportscaster and you fumble the ball, they're not gonna be like, well, we're not gonna talk about Fred fumbling the ball because he's a nice exactly. guy. Exactly. It's so, nothing rude. So let's do this. I think so. Number one guy, Sage Kim's going into NFR. Number one, he's got a sixty thousand dollar lead. It's his to lose. Yeah. He is the front runner to win the world this year. I mean, hands down. I'm not saying he's the best bull rider there. But it's his to lose. Yeah. Uh, Stetson Wright, he didn't hear a word I just said. Does that make sense? Yep. Stetson don't give a shit. Clayton Sellers. This guy is the closest thing to Jim Sharp. That Clayton we've had. Sellers doesn't give a shit about he nothing. This guy. In is a good a, way. This dude, I mean, he just got, uh, I don't know if he's married now or whatever, but this guy will roll up. If there, When you get a picture of a bull rider, black hat, rolling up in a convertible, this is Clayton Sellers. <laughs> this guy is badass. Drink beer to three in the morning. First guy at the rodeo the next day. Feeling good. Old school. Yeah. Um, Creek Young, here's a rookie. Fort Scott, Kansas. Fort Scott, Kansas. Uh, you know, Missouri birth. Uh, this guy's the real deal. If this guy can start out hot, ride his first couple bulls there, have some luck early, I think he could win the average at the NFR. I mean, I think he's one of the front runners to give. Right. I mean, he's going in fourth. I mean, he's, he, he is a damn sure competitor. Josh Frost, same thing. This guy missed the NFR last year. He went to them fall rodeos. He never looked back. He washed 20 away and came back this year, and this guy's riding better than ever. J.B. Mooney, there's nothing else you can say. The name says it all. Dustin Bouquet, this guy, 
he's found a new passion. This guy's a bass fisherman. I love Dustin. He's a, he's a, he's a son bitch. He don't ever take me. We're in Texas. You'd think he'd call me up and we'd go fishing today. But uh, this guy's riding great, put together a great year. Um, really determined, you know, look for the good Parker Breading, you know, another second generation bull rider. This guy's always done well at the NFR. You know, he just, he needs to, he needs to have a little luck early on, but if he is a guy that he might buck off one or two and then win the round the next night. So, um, Kai Hamilton, the, the Aussie, he, uh, had a phenomenal NFR last year. Uh, yeah, this guy got a taste of what it could be to wear that gold buckle. You know, he had some ups and downs. He had surgery uh, right after the winter rodeos. He sat out a lot of the season. This guy came back strong. And he's like, he's a new, he's he's like, uh, a lot of people remember Troy Dunn. He's like the mini me of Troy Dunn, smoking cigarettes, thinks he's badass, and he backs it up. Uh, Trey Benton. Man, it's hard to say that he's the old guy already. Seven NFR, if I think this year is. Seven or six for him. He's got the cutest little boy, Quaid. You know, he's a new daddy. He's got a lot. His bull riding always looked like Bobby Welch and some of them guys that had families. And, you know, when he stays on, that's how he provides for his family. So he's got a new determination. I look for him to do good. Brandon Richardson. Holy shit. Did you see this rides that he made this year? Oh, yeah. At Pendleton at the, in the extreme? Oh, yeah, I was there. I mean, this guy, like, we have two rounds that are called the eliminator rounds. It's supposed to be the bulls that are near impossible to ride. I could see him winning both them nights. I mean, this guy is crazy stupid on how he yeah. rides. Um, Ruger Piva, we, I've been talking about him a bunch. I think he's maybe – I'm afraid that he could go there so relieved that he finally made it. I hope he just goes there determined to prove why he hadn't been there. Right. You know, not – you know, so – you know, Ruger seems like, if you think about it, it seems like he should have been there a lot by now. Like, I mean, I, oh, I, you know, he's, he's just, a household name at all the big rodeos. He is, and uh, I always tease him because I think he looks fat. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, but asshole. But, yeah, I kind of am an asshole. Shane Proctor, man, this guy. I'm pulling for Shane. I know, love Shane. Here's a guy that's kind of you know past world champion. His injuries. He just had a surgery last week. He's going to be 100 percent by but the. You end know of what? He he's he not. Ro- he's going to be 100 percent for sure. He rode better the more he got beat up you towards know, the end of the year. And we got the we got to Ellensburg for the first playoff of the Extreme Finals, and this guy he got slammed so hard, and his shoulder was out, and he had to get on to stay in the average. And I mean, I said he's not getting on, and he come up to me with a tear in his eye. I mean, he's just like Fred, I got to get on. And he, he didn't stay on, but, you know, he still ended up winning 16000 17000 there, and it just he never looked back, and he rode hurt. And he's got a little baby Cooley. You yeah, know. he's a new daddy, too. But, he's you know, he's found happiness. They're a family, and they rode you together. Wife's a trick rider. Um, this guy, and, yeah, that's enough about Shane. He's kind of a <laughs> <laughs> Shane got more than his time. <laughs> more a lot of time. Boudreaux Campbell, you, your favorite guy. Uh, boo boo. Las Vegas. There was, uh, you, you know, they always said Joe Beaver. You know, the house that Joe built or whatever. Um, Boudreau Campbell is a Las Vegas bull rider. Yeah, he did uh, really good at the uh, velocity. Yeah, and uh, this guy, he's a home run hitter. He can ride any bull there, but he can fall off the easiest one to I can relate. But this guy, he's the real deal. If he can just keep that streak going that week. I mean, he can go from 14th to number one. He can do it. Roscoe Jarbo, 15th. This guy here, you, the Johnny Cash song you're playing, yeah. that is that is uh, Roscoe Jarbo to a T right there. He is the most laid back, don't give a shit. And no we, fools. <laughs> no fools. So I mean, that's my breakdown. I mean, it, you know, so I, I, it's anybody's game out there, 10 days, the money. 
but uh, they're all chasing the champ. I I I don't know if he will, but if JB JB uh, uh, tore his internal organ at Fort Smith or Fort Smith at Fort Madison, is uh, Sir, uh, what was it? I can't remember. It was like touch and go. Like he could have died from it, I guess, or whatever. I don't know. That's bull riding, but. I guarantee one thing, JB's going to show up, he's going to be smoking his cigarettes, drinking his beer, and he's going to kick ass. He's going to show up every night and put on a show. Yeah, like I, mean, I, I think that JB, if he could, if he draws right and kind of gets gets the ball rolling, like. I think one thing that, J, he, I one think, thing that JB learned really young is he always, like at the other bull riding association, but he, he always picked the very best bull when they could pick their own bulls and stuff. He he's he doesn't do it for the money anymore. He does it because he loves bull riding. Yeah, and that's a that's a dangerous thing because that makes him invincible. Um, we're getting kind of towards the end, but this has been pretty much a straight bull riding segment. I want to play a little. <laughs> we have to, we talked about barrel racing and breakaway. Yeah, uh, when we talk about bull riding and this and that, one of my favorite bull riders, <laughs> like Lon Nanley. I love Lon, but from back in the day, uh, did you ever hear the Roddy Kitchens interview when he won all that money? <laughs> Roddy Kitchens was wild. <laughs> right. I'm laughing because not a lot, of, a lot of people know what he did with that money. First thing he did was bought his best friend a Cadillac. All right, check this. I hope we can get something like this in the finals, interview-wise. Back at the PBR World Finals, coming to you live from the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. What an event it has been. And let's take a look, Donnie Gay, at the final standings for this event, the PBR World Finals. This is how it ends up. All right, Ronnie Kitchens wins the wins this event, 421 points. Adriano Moraes right behind him. Jerome Davis, boy, it was good watching to me. There's one happy guy standing by with Pam Minnick. It's the <laughs> winner, awesome. Ronnie Kitchens. Pam? He's not only a happy guy, he's actually made history. He took home the lion's share of the million dollars here at the MGM. I figure you won about 140000 Has that sunk in yet? Uh, not really, Pam. <laughs> uh, shoot, I don't know what to say. Um, you that... told me that that bullet bucked you off earlier. You were riding with an injury that happened in round four. Yeah, I had a little trouble with him before. Uh, my rear hurts a little bit, <laughs> and uh, uh, I just... Took the pain and went on with it. And Bull riding interview. Everything worked out. And Mom and Dad, I'm bringing all the money home and the gold buckle, too. I'll see y'all when I get there. <laughs> all right. Ronnie Kitchens. <laughs> Just a stereotypical bull rider. It hasn't interview. changed any. Uh, my rear kind of hurt. <laughs> oh, Ronnie, he broke his leg at the, at the PBR in Guthrie one year. Compound fracture and, and jogged out of the arena because that's bull riding. But. That's how you do it. Oh, well... Fred, it's been it's been such a good day to have you on here and, and uh getting to hang out this week a little bit and we uh finish it up tonight at my last rodeo of the year. The Extreme Bulls here in um uh, Round, Round Rock. Rock, Texas at the baseball stadium. Don't forget to check out manscaped.com and enter the code rumpchat twenty to receive your manscaped lawnmower. That, uh, you know, the NFR is right around the corner, Fred. You might want to get you a Manscaped and, you know, kind of trim up. It's not just for, you know, your your other areas. It's also good for your ears, eyebrows, anything Manscaped. Uh, you know what? Also, check out RodeoPatch.com if you're looking for uh, the good embroidered uh, patches for your hat. RodeoPatch.com. Spitzy Creative for all of your gear you might need for the NFR convention. 
uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. Don't forget, Pendleton Whiskey. Smooth, wonderful whiskey. Gold Buckle Beer is going to bring it to you. And Rump Chat, Las Vegas. Daily, uh, every day at 1 o'clock at the Rio, we are actually going to, me and Hambone together, are going to be on stage right after Live with Lucia. So if you want to come early, check out Anthony Lucia's show. He always does a great job of Rump Chat guest uh, in the following uh, live with Lucia, then Rump Chat Live, 1 o'clock at the Rio. And if you don't have rodeo tickets, uh, come on over at 4 o'clock. We start partying at the uh, uh, Justin Rumford Honky Tonk Saloon Bar right there at the Orleans Hotel and Casino in the back. So come on there. We got daily drink specials, giving away tickets uh, every night to the rodeo. We got a lot of great giveaways from Cinch Jeans and Shirts. Uh, we're going to have a full Pendleton Whiskey Bar. So come on in, sit down with me. We got two big screens. Uh, we've got 36 televisions. All your friends are going to be there. You don't have to fight the lines. You don't have to fight the crowd. You don't have to pay $48 for a hot dog. We got buckets of beer for 20 bucks. So thank you to Fred Betcher, uh, PBR, NFR Bull Rider, Extreme Bulls, um, director for Pro Rodeo, and a cool son of a bitch. It was fun to sit down and spend the whole day just talking about riding bulls. So everybody would like to thank you for listening to Rump Chat. Hopefully me and Bone will... Be back together next week. And uh, until next time, thank you for tuning in to Rump Chat, and uh, we'll catch you down the road. Yeah, this is the food. Ah, Outside. yeah. This happens so, on the block. You want to be a cowboy? Day. Hey, Mike, get your guns and meet me in the back right now. Yeah. Everyone wants to be a cowboy. Grab your gun, boys. Olehi. 45 by my side, do he live? Do you shot your bullet, but the bullet went Desperado. I pull out my gun and plug two like true gore.